I'm Coach Mickey, and you're on with Coach Mickey, Mel, and Friends, and we're so glad that you're here with us today. And Mel's going to be joining us maybe a little bit later. If not, we're just going to wish her well and uh, see her on the next podcast. Uh, But we are so glad that you're here. And if this is your first time joining us, come on in and make yourself comfortable. Grab a cup of coffee or tea or whatever beverage you're drinking in your side of the world. We love hearing your comments, your questions, and your suggestions. And uh, I'm really excited today because uh, you have heard this gal before, and uh, she is our official love and relationship expert on Coach Mickey Mel and Friends. We love her insight. Uh, She is the author of um, Blissful Heart, uh, which is uh, actually, Ronnie, I'm going to let you tell you what you got. And I'm going to let you because otherwise, you have got a plethora of things that you offer out to the world for those that are looking for relationships, not in a relationship, or maybe in a relationship looking to change. So um, with this Valentine's Day coming up, uh, I think it's really kind of fun to see your insight. And as I told you before, I'm spending Valentine's Day with my dad here in upstate New York. um, And I'm really excited about that and spending Valentine's Day with with someone that you love. So as a gift, I'm going to let him say hi to the world. Dad. Hi. <laughs> so that's how I'm spending my Valentine's Day with my dad. So you just said hi to the world, dad. That's okay. <laughs> so Ronnie, Ryan, how are you? Thank you for being with me. Hi, Mickey. I'm thrilled to be here. As always, I just love your laugh. It's absolutely infectious. And how sweet to meet your dad this way. So, um, yeah, I have a series called the Blissful Heart Guided Meditations, and you can find them on Amazon and Audible. And that it's a series of meditations to open and heal your heart and expand it and attract love and that kind of thing. And uh, I'm also written Manifesting Mr. Right, which is my flagship book to help you find love. And that's really what my program is based on. And I work with you know, people of all ages to help them find love because my belief is it's never too late. And of course, that's where you can find me at nevertoolate.biz. Nice. So, um, so yeah, let's talk about Valentine's Day. Yes. Well, and I think Valentine's Day sometimes is a holiday that we want to see just skate right by, especially when you're single <laughs> and, uh, you know, or you're not in it. Your other friends are celebrating Valentine's Day with their significant other and, you know, you're the third wheel or, you know, so you've got some great insight and I love what we were talking about prior to coming on air. So um, I'm excited for you to share with those of those of us that are looking for a different avenue to do than just chocolates, dinner and uh, flowers for for Valentine's Day. Okay, great. You know, I, I, I've obviously been working with singles for 20 years, so I know that this holiday is dreaded. And I myself, you know, I didn't get married till I was actually 43. So I have a long history myself of many Valentine's Days alone. And, you know, you feel like, oh, woe is me. I'm never going to find somebody good or whatever. But the first thing I want to tell you is that from an energetic standpoint, People all over the world celebrate Valentine's Day. And what that means is there is a giant energetic bubble of love all around the world. So if you're in the process of looking for love or wanting to manifest love, don't let this holiday bring you down. Let it bring you up. You can actually connect to and tap into that 
massive love bubble and help let that help you manifest what you want. So you can just imagine it any way that you like, that you're connected to that energy. You can feel it absorbing into you, or you can walk into the bubble and just set the intention, the connecting to all this love that's going on all over the world about Valentine's Day lifts up your prayers, your desires, your hopes, your dreams of finding the love that you want. And that's a way to really lift your energy about the day rather than be drawn down. You know, um, I'm not sure if you realize this, but Valentine's Day is not a Hallmark holiday. It's actually from ancient Rome. Really? And yeah, it was a celebration for the goddess Juno. And it was obviously fertility, kind of a right, but they would pair up like, um, you know, older age teens and they would pair them up for a year as part of the celebration. And after the year, they could separate or they could marry. And so that became a long-term tradition. And then when the Roman empire adopted Christianity, this fell out of favor. Eventually the Pope kind of canceled the whole thing. And then at some point there was a Bishop Valentine who was still marrying people um, as part of the old tradition. And he kind of got caught doing that. And of course that didn't go well with the church. So he was executed and eventually became St. Valentine. And then I guess Chaucer connected him with this idea of romantic love. And so this is not a hallmark holiday. (laughs) Love is eternal and it's as old as the human race is. And so this is just a great way to take advantage of it. Connect to the love bubble. I love that. I had no idea the history behind that. And that is uh, so insightful. And I like the way that you put it in regards to capitalizing on all that energy that happens in one day. And my gosh, do we need it now? We we need to have, yeah, we need to have some embracing positive and, and love, uh, especially in the world today. Um, and how fortunate we are to be able to experience that, especially if it's happening all in one day. Uh, I, I really like that the fact that it's from over time, um, we have just put a spin on it with our own insight to make it something that is that is a one day. And that's one of the things I've always said. I said, you know, why do we do Valentine's? Why is it one day a year you have to prove that you love me? Why can't Valentine's be every day of the year? And that one day should just be a day to reflect and see, am I doing everything that I need to be doing to bring love into my life from no matter who it is, you know, whether it's a significant other or like I said, I'm with my dad. I'm like, you know what? Well, hey, let's spend Valentine's together, you and I. You know, he's a, he's a widower. You know, I'm in, I'm in where I'm at and I'm just like, you know what, let's, let's, uh, let's do Valentine's day together. And you can be with people you love. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to look straight forward into uh, a relationship or someone just to be there for that day. I know that's just my, my two cents, my humble opinion, I guess. Well, I'm going to add to your two cents because I love that. I think that's worth at least a quarter. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, and that's what I talk about so much on Valentine's Day. How can you be more loving? How can you bring more love into the world? And how can you celebrate the love that you already do have in your life? Because just like you said, you have family, maybe you have children, you have a pet, maybe you have colleagues and neighbors that really appreciate who you are or that you appreciate. You can celebrate with them and you can expand 
what you think of in terms of love to leverage the energy of that holiday and celebrate the love that is in your life. You know, nobody is completely devoid. There's always somebody or something or someone that's involved. And at the very least, you can love yourself for all that you do and the hard work that you put out there and trying your best. You are worthy of your own love. So that's another way of looking at it. Yeah, that's true. And forget, you know, I I would say even for me, there's times I have to stop regroup because I forget that if you don't self-love, it's very difficult to put outer love, you know, or if you do, it's not really a true, genuine uh, reciprocation of receiving it back. You know, you have to love yourself first before you can really, truly go out and either receive or give. I mean, you can give love, you know, but you kind of give it in your own way. I think the receiving, and again, you're the expert on this. So, you know, you can fix that in any way you want. I'm giving you my perspective. (laughs) Oh, I think, I think you did a great job. So, um, I, it definitely all love starts with self-love, no question about it. So, you know, I can give you a few ideas on um, how to celebrate with girlfriends and also how to bring more love into the world. You know, you brought up that idea of how the world needs love. And it makes me think of that song. Um, what the world needs now is love, sweet love, which yeah. is actually that's a, a Burt Bacharach hit. And um, uh, I can't remember the name of the woman who sang it first, but then Dionne Warwick, she was second at it. So anyway, the idea is to bring more love into the world, which Lord knows we need that right now. Yeah. You could do something so easy, like one of those random acts of kindness where you open the door for someone or you pay for the coffee of the person behind you in line. Um, You can let somebody sneak in in front of you in the highway, you know, (laughs) one of those kind of things that adds some love, especially on the highway. And then um, you could like one day, one year I bought myself some dove chocolates, you know, covered in the foil red wrap or whatever. And I handed them out wherever I went. I went to the post office. I went to the bank, wherever I went. I handed out those heart chocolates and just said, happy Valentine's day. And you should have seen the look on people's faces. You know, that was, I have to say that was really, really fun. Oh, Um, that is fun. Yeah. And you know, you can also just tell people who are close to you that you love them and, you know, and share your love with people or do something nice for them or, you know, make heart shaped cookies with your kids or bake cupcakes and put pink frosting on them, whatever it is, you know, another thing you can do is create that tradition with your family. So there's a lot of different ways to spread more love in the world and be more loving. So uh, that's about the world in general. But if you want to talk about with girlfriends, have you heard about Galentine's Day? No, no. <laughs> I, I definitely want to hear more about this. <laughs> okay. Well, I never watched the show, but it was called Parks and Rec and Amy Poehler, who's a comedian, and uh, she must have been on Saturday Night Live for a while. Anyway, in the show, her character decided to show her girlfriend some love. And so she threw a party and gave them presents and everything. And she called it Galentine's Day. And it just took off like wildfire. And so the day before Valentine's Day is the official Galentine's Day. But you could make it any day you want. I mean, that day this year is going to be the Super Bowl. So, you know, you might make it any day where you get together with your girlfriends. And, you know, one year I had just broken up with a boyfriend 
and right before Valentine's Day. And so I was so devastated. And I thought, how am I going to do this? And I thought, I'm going to invite two girlfriends for dinner. And I bought all of us flowers and we toasted to each other and our love for each other and our love for the world and our future loves. And we had a great time. How fun. That is so fun. I love that. Well, see, there you go. That's, that is spreading love and still receiving love just in a different different avenue, you know? Right. And, I, and honestly, I think it's a very um, healthy, healthy environment because a lot of times, like you said, we are so caught up on, you know, oh, I got to have a date, you know, I'm going to be by myself. And I know, and I've heard it from, from other people. It's like, oh, I dread Valentine's Day. And I love the fact that you have given other options to do this. Now, what about someone who may be traveling on Valentine's Day? You know, maybe they are by themselves. How can, how can they do something in regards to the self-love? Uh, so they're single and they're traveling? Yeah. Yeah. Let's say you're not yeah. going to be around friends or family and you're going to have to, uh, Valentine's Day is going to swing by and, and you're doing something that's on your own, or maybe you're in a situation where, you know, you're going to be by yourself for Valentine's Day. What's, what's a couple steps that people could do to really make it fun for them and maybe lift them up? Okay. So you can always take a bath, even when you're traveling, a lot of times they have a bathtub and you could take a nice bath. <clears throat> and maybe order yourself a glass of champagne or something, have strawberry, you know, chocolate covered strawberries for yourself. And you could always do a meditation where you just calm your mind and relax. And then just imagine all of the love that you want filling your heart. Like if you can spend time expanding your heart energy, like I don't know if your listeners know about the chakras, but there's one in the center of your body, in the heart area. And when you expand that, you expand your capacity for love. The, you know, the human body is made of energy, just like everything else in the universe. So this is a real thing to imagine expanding that energy around your heart and filling it with love and letting it expand out beyond the edges of your body and let it get as big as you like. You can allow your energy to get as big as the entire globe or even go out into the universe, just filling your heart with love. And that is an incredibly healing and uplifting way to do a meditation and uh, celebrate. Um, I do have one other one. And that is if, you know, not everybody's looking for a relationship, but if you are, you're single and you're looking, you can always write a letter to yourself from your future and just say, you know, talk to yourself about the love that you have as if it was true now. So you're kind of you connect to the future of who you are and you ask for advice and suggestions and talk about how great the love is as if it was now, but it's from your future. And sometimes you get amazing insights about yourself. This is a great thing to journal on. It's a really good journal prompt. So that's another idea. I like that. I do. I like that. It gives you, uh, well, it, open, it opens up the door. It opens up the avenue, you know, to be able to really 
focus on what you really, really want. I think sometimes it's more important. Yes, I do agree it's important to know what you want, but I think when you write things down and as you're writing it from the future, I mean, for me, what I've discovered over the years is knowing what I don't want has become a lot more powerful than always thinking what I want. Because I think it laser focus and pinpoints exactly what you're looking for, you know, uh, during that time frame of your life. Well, actually, that's a fantastic exercise because when you're clear on what you don't want, it's a lot easier to figure out what you do. So, for example, if you say, I never want to be with somebody who's self-centered, self-absorbed and thoughtless. Oh, well, then you want to be with someone who can focus on you and can be thoughtful and considerate. So you can flip those things. Or if you say, oh, I never want to be with another cheap person, then you can say, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know, funny, right? Oh, well, I want to be with somebody who's generous with their heart, with their time, with their spirit. So finding out what you don't want is a fantastic way to find out what you do want. So good for you. That's awesome. And I like that. So how would you, and maybe you can share with our listeners. So how would you write that? I've seen journals or I've seen goals where they'll say, okay, this is how you would say it. Like you, for example, like you said, I don't want this, but you've got to flip it because I know when you put out there what you really want, it's all in the way that you present it. So instead of saying, I don't, how would you say I do? So if you were talking about um, somebody who was cheap, you know, you don't want cheap. So then you flip that and you say, what do I want? The opposite of cheap is generous. So you could say, I attract a generous partner who is generous with their time, their heart and their money. Or if you had somebody that was kind of a stick in the mud and now you want somebody who's more playful and fun, then you could say, I am seeking a partner who is playful and fun, or the right partner for me is playful and fun and coming my way now. So you make it positive, you make it present tense, and I think that's, and you leave it a little open because you're not saying, you know, I want somebody who's five foot five or five foot 10 and has (laughs) hair and, you know. You're not getting specific. You're talking about the quality, generosity, or playfulness, right? Yeah. 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 Well, again, that's that's what you're looking for in a good partner. It's all the characteristics that you that you're compatible with, you know. Exactly. And, and I, do, I love the fact that when you were saying cheap, you weren't referring to monet just monetarily. It's it's also people can be uh cheap with their time, with their effort, with uh, you know, other things that that bring in a relationship, you know, just having, you know, conversation, you know, a lot of these things that we want in in uh relationships are a lot more than just the substantial, okay, I need a roof over my head and, uh, you know, a nice car. Relationships are so much deeper because honestly, without the other foundations of who you are as a person, the rest of it just doesn't matter, you know, or it'll come, it comes naturally, it comes organically, you know? So, yeah. And I think that's the other thing too, that we need to be more in tune with is what are you looking for in regards to the person as an individual? individual, um, outside of the material stuff. 
It does make a difference to be clear. You know, when I work with women and they say, oh, I'll know the person when I see them, I know we're in trouble <laughs> because <laughs> I see <and> them. <laughs> <laughs> probably that's just going to be a chemistry solution. You know, like you just meet the person and you have hot chemistry. And that's actually not the best way to figure out who you're going to be compatible with. That might be some great sexual chemistry, but often that is not the stuff that lasts. And so you need to connect on other levels as well. And if you just base all of your um, decision-making on chemistry, you probably are going to go through a series of uh, breakups and heartbreaks because it's not a good indication of someone who will be compatible long term. Unfortunately, I mean, I know that's the fun part, but you have to have some other things like you were saying to have compatibility. So you have a foundation of trust and respect and similar ways that you enjoy life. And those things really matter. So in your expertise and the people that you've worked with over the years, how often, and, and again, I'm just as guilty of doing it, how often have you found where people have got involved in relationships because of the first initial chemistry, and then they're hanging on because they think that this is supposed to be right, and the reality is just not? You know, they, and So what's the steps, or what are some of the things that people could do to look to see, is this really the genuine relationship? Now, granted, time is going to be a factor, but what are some of the things that people could really look at to, to determine, you know, is this moving in the right direction? That is such a great question. Okay. So I love that you said time. Yes, it takes time. And so I would say, um, don't hurry, love. There's no rush. It feels good to rush, but it's not necessarily a good thing for the long term. And so put the brakes on a little bit. So sometimes you meet somebody who wants to see you right away and the next day and the next day and the next day. And that could be, you know, for some people that would be a turnoff, but for some, that's like manna from heaven. And they're so excited about that. And so I would say your best bet is to put the brakes on a little because you are a valuable woman who has places to go, people to see, things to do. So you don't want to be so available that you just toss aside everything else in your life to see somebody you just met day after day. So that's one thing. Another thing is don't rush into intimacy. I know sometimes that could be fun too, but give it a little time. You really want to see if the person you're connecting with has sticking power, staying power. Are they going to be around? Are they consistent? And that's over time. It takes time to really get to see a person. Initially in that fast approach, they're really only showing you what they want you to see and everybody's on their best behavior. So you need to go on four, five, six dates before you start to get any kind of clarity if you're in one of those massively all-consuming, you know, falling in love thing. And, you know, the other thing to keep in mind, and, and I don't want to put a damper on anybody's romantic spirit, but sometimes people say, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I, I have to keep pinching myself to wonder if it's true. And, you know, if somebody's like pursuing you like crazy right up front and they're, they're you know, they're saying they're in love with you. And sometimes this even happens before you even meet, be suspicious. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It it could be real, but it only time will tell. So enjoy it, take it in, you know, allow it to be what it is, but 
don't necessarily just go falling into love really super fast. Give it time. What you know, time provides wisdom. Yeah. And again, like you said, if it's, if it is real and you are, and I call it the glitter and gold stage where everything <laughs> is just great, you know, um, yes. once that time evolves, true colors start to come out and you start to oh, yeah. see it. And one of the things I've also learned too, and when your friends have a gut feeling or they see something, just take that into consideration. Not necessarily means you have to move on it, but if your outside family and friends are seeing something that you're not because you're you're so goo-goo-eyed in love, that take take what they've say and and just put it on the back burner, but but use it as insight and information to maybe they may be they may be onto something. Wow, that is very wise, really, because they. You know, sometimes you would say, well, maybe they're jealous or whatever, but a lot of times they can see things you can't see because they're not in that heated chemistry and they're not in that magic of sparkle and glitter and gold. (laughs) You know, they see things more objectively. So very, very good advice, Mickey. Excellent. Well, and I'm go- I, honestly, uh, I'm just going by what I've lived through and what I've done. I'm just sharing my experiences. Again, what you know, what's happened with me and what works for me is is different for other people. But you know, it's I have a I've had a friend in the past give me some very wise advice. You know, and she always said, "Hey, you know, take what you need and leave the rest." And she said, "So you know, you you guys have to do what works best for you." But I, just out of what you're saying, Ronnie, and other people's experience, sometimes take that information and and just kind of use what you need, especially so you're not so blinded. Because I think there's nothing more hurtful than seeing somebody, a girlfriend or a friend, or even my male friends that are in a great relationship, or they think they're in a great relationship. And then I six months to a year down the road, they're coming back to me going, yeah, you were right. I should have seen this. And it's, I go, I don't want to be right. I really don't. Yeah. I just want to be your friend and just give you maybe a heads up to something to look for, you know? And I think there's nothing more disappointing knowing that you're right when it doesn't work out. You're like, yeah, <laughs> but I know that's yeah. very yeah. true. Yeah. But I, but I, I, again, I think it goes back to the, the self-love because when you have uh, come to a point in your life where you know what's acceptable and what you're willing to um, accept into your life. And I'm going to use that word very loosely because some of us accept things that we really don't deserve. And some of us accept things that maybe we are, or don't accept things because we're not open up for it. So, you know, again, the, the self-love has got to be the foundation really before anything else evolves. And self-love is also about boundaries. Like when you love yourself, you feel confident about who you are and you know how you want to be treated and what is unacceptable. So in case you run into any kind of behavior or treatment that just doesn't work for you, then you stand up for yourself and you say, you know, that doesn't work for me. And sometimes you'd be surprised people will go, oh, really? Oh, sorry about that. And they don't do it again. Sometimes that's just how the person is. And now you've gathered information to help you make a decision about whether you want to move forward or not. So I think the self-love really is the foundation for so many parts of building a strong relationship. And it helps because when it's time to let go, because things aren't working, you're not compatible or whatever, you know, you can always trust yourself and you have yourself 
And that is one of the most important things to be able to trust yourself. So, but, you know, I do want to mention that there was a survey done recently and it was talking about how, I think it was done by match.com and they might do one every year, but what they learned was for, um, you know, the hetero population that more males than ever actually have decided they want to be in a relationship. And that is a shift because in the past it was more women than men. And it's actually edged over the other way so that now they're saying more adult males want to be in a relationship than the females do for the hetero population. Wow. That is interesting. And now what do you think is, what's the reasoning for that? Do you, I mean, people you've worked with, is it? Okay. (laughs) I really do think that it's given people time to sit back and think, what do I want to do? Life is short. You know, we we have restrictions. What do I want to do with myself? How do I want to live it? Why have I been dawdling? Maybe it's really time to think about this. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, that makes sense because I think when you have to be alone with yourself, you start looking at your life and going, wait, is this the way I want to be the rest of my life? Especially if you've been cooped up for so long and you are by yourself. Um, However, now I have to, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of swing the the other way. Maybe the other, other, the opposite direction has happened that where women have realized during COVID that being by themselves or doing stuff has helped them evolve to launch themselves forward a little bit more because they've had an opportunity to be with themselves and realize, wow, maybe there's so much more than just, you know, what I was looking for in the past. And, you know, I would like to think, you know, here we are in 2022, that our whole focus is not just, I need to be in a relationship and have kids and have a family until you have created, like, again, that self-love and knowing solidly what you want, you know, based and then bring into a relationship where you complement each other instead of always having to look for something out of a need or a necessity. Well, absolutely. There are a lot of women who've decided they don't need a relationship. And really, truth be told, you don't need one. It's more about if you want one at this point. So yes, you could be right that with um, that that's another thing that happened with COVID that people started to focus on themselves and what they want and to get healthier about following their own dreams and taking care of themselves and going for what they want rather than making it only, you know, the major thing being about the relationship or whatever. So I know that uh, that is happening more and more in the, the age of the first marriage is actually um, increasing too. So it keeps inching forward and people are getting married later and later as well, which could actually be a good thing. Yeah, I think so too, because what is it scientifically, your brain really isn't totally evolved until you're like 25. I mean, there's a part portion of your brain and please don't quote me on this. I could be wrong. And for some of you listeners, you know, that know better than I, please go ahead and post it and, and correct me. I'm cool with that. But, but I do I, just in that aspect of learning and, and growing, you know, and that time frame of your life is once you, then you can kind of determine because you've had a chance to grow as an individual too. you know, getting married at 18, I think you're not giving yourself an opportunity to really Really live and until you've actually have had time to do what you need to do. And there's also times where I've seen people that have 
you know, gotten married, had a family, and now they're empty nesters and they're on their own and they're going, now what do I do? Because they've never taken the opportunity to really evolve and do something for themselves, you know, or what do you do now you're with somebody that you've been with for how many years, you know, because you've gone through the whole family stage and you're like, hey, you know, is this really the person that I'm, I want to be with the rest of my life and, and do stuff with? So again, I think it all goes back to that, that self-love. Um, and and again, I don't know. Like I said, I'm just throwing my my stuff out there. But <laughs> well, Mickey, you have plenty of good stuff. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's why I have you. That's why I have you want to correct me and, and, and weave it in the direction it really should be. But I, I I love your insight on the Galentine's Day. I think that is so much fun, and I think that's what we should really put out there for everybody that is uh, is single and and doing what they do, and even even my guy friends, my buddies, you know, for you guys that are single, you know, you could, if there's a Galentine's day, maybe you can have a guy in time's day. I don't know. Get yeah, out there, go, yeah. Go, out, go, go out with there with your buddies and, and shoot some pool or uh, do whatever you're going to do and get together and, and, uh, and have some bromance, have a little bromance. Bromance. Very <laughs> I, good. I love it. Very good. So, but, um, so now tell me what you've got going on. How can people reach you? And again, as you guys know, uh, all of Ronnie's links and information is going to be up on our website. And if you go to our podcast page on Coach Mickey and Friends, you are going to find uh, Ronnie's picture up there. It's going to have not only the link to the podcast that she's been on, because she has one also prior with us, uh, it was around uh, the holidays. But also with embedded in the podcast information, you will find all the links on how to reach her and get her books or her, her programs. And then you guys can reach out to her personally. But uh, so what, what's going on? What do you got, got in the works for the future? Well, um, right now, I have my podcast, Breathe, Love and Magic, which is on all the platforms. Nice. And then Believe it or not, I just started a radio show. It's an internet radio show, and it's something a little different. And it's called Past Life Travelogue. And I'll be your tour guide through time looking at your past lives. So I know that's not for everybody, but I really love that kind of stuff. So that's something new that I just started. And it's Tuesday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern on 360 Talk Radio for Women. That's how you find it. So. Yeah, really fun, really fun. And then I, of course, I mentioned my book and you can find me on nevertoolate.biz and reach out. I still do love coaching and I do magical life coaching. So I'm just thrilled to have um, been here with you during this time. And I just want to say one last encouraging thing, which is love is real. Love is possible. So if it's Valentine's Day and you're wishing you could find love, I hope you do tap into the love bubble and just know that you can find love at any age. I remember reading this article in the New York Times about two people who were 90s, in their 90s, who met in the gym of all things and got married at, in their <laughs> 90s. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, it has been so much fun having you and uh, we're looking forward to having you back. And honestly, now that you have a different avenue of things, um, I wanted to let you know that... Uh, 
we have got some uh, another program that we're going to be doing probably towards the uh, end of the month, which we had a guest on who is writing a book, that same thing. He has seen things and worked with things. And, and again, maybe we can kind of incorporate and get you into that. And that's kind of something you guys can look forward to later. So, well, that you got a little something, something on that too. But uh, thank you so much, Ronnie, for being with us. Um, I love having you on. I mean that. <laughs> and uh, we are uh, looking forward to seeing you again. And happy Valentine's Day. Happy Galentine's Day. <laughs> yes. Happy every day. There yes. you go. Yeah, I love that too. So my friends, thank you so much for being with us. Again, we are just ordinary friends trying to live an extraordinary life. We look forward to seeing you and hearing from you. And we will be on again next week. So uh, enjoy your day and we'll see you soon. Bye. This episode was brought to you by KeepOnSharing.com. They're calling themselves the first truly ethical social network. They'll share back 50% of their revenue with their users, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. It's free to register, and they never sell your information. You can list your products, events, and content for free. Adult content accounts, be gone. They're fun, positive, and encouraging sites supporting local business. In a day and age where social media sites, even well-established ones, are being brought to light left and right for their questionable and sometimes downright archaic business practices, KeepOnSharing.com is a well-needed breath of fresh air. While you can share personal content, news articles, or just about anything for fun and profit, the marketplace allows practically anyone to sell anything at any time from anywhere. But on this site, you are the boss. I cannot express how amazing it is that KeepOnSharing.com shares 50% of all revenue back with the users on top of having a truly transparent, supportive, and clean business model. Check them out. I'm signing up. Will you? Go ahead and meet me on there. Just go to KeepOnSharing.com. A link will be provided in this episode's description. 